Hi everyone, this is the Chakra Doctor and I wanted to give you all a big thank you for making Miracle Food the number one detox program on the market. I also would like to give a warm welcome to all of my newcomers and first time triers of Miracle Food. Miracle Food is the Bruce Lee Jeet Kune Do of the holistic world. Now I'm not saying that there aren't other healers out there with products and services. I'm just clarifying that Miracle Food is the best. Come see what the hype is about at ChakraDoctor.org or call me at 818 818- Four two nine one six seven five. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake Roll, founder of Marjorie Sweet Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving two million dollars away to the bottom of four hundred of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll. So come place an order at www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. That's www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet. Marjorie's Beef Jerky. Yeah, that's right, because that's the way we roll. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, September 28th. I'm Donald Ware to take away Tuesday a couple of games. I want to look at and dive a little bit deeper into. We'll look a little bit at the HBCU coaches and media polls and then look at the HBCU National Player of the Week. So A&T's victory over North Carolina Central, 37-14. to 14. Not, you know, in being at the game and, and, and calling the game, I mean, there, there were the A&T – side was pretty much filled up uh, when you looked across on the visitor side where North Carolina Central was I mean there was definitely some support there uh, but not as much as you would typically see for an Aggie Eagle rivalry football game so I think the dynamics for this particular game were different for a couple of different reasons a the game's a little bit earlier in the season. It's not like when you're going back to the Aggie Eagle Classic when the day game was Labor Day weekend. This is we're talking about week four uh, in in college football, right? So and, and plus one because you had the which what we call the opening week. So you had that dynamic, and then I think the dynamic of the Aggies now being in. The Big South made it a little bit there, plus COVID it made it a little bit different. Plus COVID, I think COVID had you know a little bit to do with it uh, as well. Obviously, with the dynamic of being able to watch the games now more so 
uh, sort of is going to take, I think, takes away particularly. Well, I should say more specifically uh, and this uh, football game. But this I mean, when I think about the score, 37 to 14, and I look you look at uh, the, the, the numbers. Right. And we can go through some of these numbers. This was more of a dominating performance by A&T even more than what the numbers would even dictate. I mean, I'll give you an example. So you look at A&T's first four possessions, field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, right? Then a punt, then a touchdown if I extend it to the first six possessions. If I look at North Carolina Central's first four possessions, punt, field goal, punt, punt. If I extend it, punt, end of half. So, I mean, that tells you right there uh, a, a little bit. I think when you look now, I, 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 li- I, I'm, I like the kid, the quarterback. Like I like, you know, Davis Richard. I, I've always liked him. Um, I think when you look at his numbers, 21 of 35, 225 yards, he had a touchdown. He also had an interception at the end of the game. It's the end of the game. Maybe you take that interception away. Also, NCCU had a big play at the end of the game. By the way, Ryan McDaniel uh, had a, a fantastic game, wide receiver. Even if you take away the 77-yard touchdown that he had towards the end of the game, uh, which he outran everybody. Like, his speed was absolutely tremendous. You're still looking at eight catches for 101 yards. So he had really a tremendous game. You take away, you know, the the 77 yards, and then you look at A&T really only holding the Eagles to about 150 yards in the air. A&T's always going to stop the run. Uh, at least make it a focus to stop the run. And A&T has done a good job in with against three opponents. More or less, the Aggies have stopped the run. Furman got going a little bit late. Again, as I mentioned last week on the podcast, you look at Manteo Durant, the running back from Duke, the week before the A&T game, had 255 yards rushing, had three touchdowns. Against A&T, he had three touchdowns rushing, but I don't even think he had 30 yards in the football game. And it wasn't like they said, okay, well, we're going to give you four carries. I mean, he had like 11 or 12 carries. So A&T is going to focus on stopping the run, did a good job of that, and I think did a really, really good job uh, also, or a solid job, I should say, overall in its past defense. We look at Jamaine Martin, right, and he's you know he had 34 yards rushing. So you look at three games this year. In three games, he's barely over 100 yards rushing. Um, I I don't know what it is. You could look. I mean, we, you know, maybe in the in you know a couple of games, you could say it was the offensive line. I don't really think it's the offensive line. I think the offensive line has done a tremendous job. I think the offensive line for A and T has protected the quarterback very well and has opened up some running lanes. Uh, Martin is not, for whatever reason, you know, maybe he's injured a little bit. I'm not sure but he's not hitting those holes like he was able to do in 2019. I'll give you an example. Against Duke in 2019, he had a 66-yard touchdown run off a pitch toss off right tackle. So the the block 
kicks out. The, the tackle kicks out the block to more towards the sideline, and then Martin cuts up inside off of that block, and then his speed just takes over, right? Like he is really, yeah, at least in 2019, was really, 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 really fast. Okay, plus he was a big kid, has power. The, same play, same situation happened. You're getting them the ball outside. Not okay. So Ant did some things differently than it did against Furman. Didn't want to run it up inside as much. Tried to get some kickouts. You got to run it inside, right? You can't run everything outside uh, to either side. This time he, he had a, he had a defender one on one, which he would have shook the defender and ran right past him. He chose to roll through him. Uh, I think in part because he's not – the speed is just not there for uh, for Martin this year. Uh, but that said, it has opened up some opportunities for a guy like a Kayshawn Baker who had 137 yards rushing and a touchdown on just 12 carries. You know, Jalen Fowler was efficient in this football game. 18 of 28, 161 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. So – you know, A&T did a, obviously a really good job, a dominating performance. Now for A&T, history begins. First Big South game. It's on Saturday at home uh, against a Robert Morris football team that just was able to outlast Howard uh, last week. Uh, as a matter of fact, last Saturday. So we'll see ultimately what happens uh, with respect to A&T. Another game I want to really look at, Elizabeth City State and Winston-Salem State. You talk about a major upset. That is a major upset, okay? The game was in Winston. Uh, you ha- it, it was uh, it, They honored Bill Hayes with the naming of the football field, all of those things that happened. You're looking at an Elizabeth City State team that's still really trying to find its way. First, you know, three games of the season or a couple of games, whatever, not good uh, at all. Matter of fact, getting dominated to the point I'm like, eh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Will Elizabeth City State, may, may, maybe Elizabeth City State beats Lincoln this year, Lincoln of Pennsylvania? You know, will the Vikings win a football game? Well, was way wrong on that. And you got to give a lot of credit to um, Elizabeth City State. Now, obviously, there are some things that uh, when you look at this thing, uh, that Winston-Salem State didn't do well. Um, at all. I mean, a couple of interceptions, you know, the 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 quarterback play uh, was not good, to say the least. And so when you have those things, you have, you know, ultimately what turned out to be an upset. And I, I mean, I got to be honest, like, I'm, I, I mean, I was extremely, you know, extremely shocked uh, when you look at uh, this football game, because Winston, you know, coming off a win, you know, the previous week looking for some momentum. And if you're, you know, trying to compete in that Western, in, in that uh, Southern, I keep saying Western, in that Southern division, right? Fayetteville State is the standard. By the way, nice win by Fayetteville State over Virginia State, uh, which I think Fayetteville State, you know, this may be the year, but Bowie, I don't know. Like Bowie's really rolling just to get off topic for him. I mean, and to blow out Livingstone 49 to nothing. Uh, I mean, Livingstone is really uh, Bowie State is really, really good. You know, there are some real questions that Winston-Salem State has to answer. If you want to be a contender, there's no way in the world that you can lose 
to Elizabeth City State. Conversely, what does Elizabeth City State do with this now? Right. Can it, you know, so sort of sort of get things back on track? I mean, you look at the quarterback play, uh, two touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, Winston-Salem State gets three interceptions in the game and still cannot win the football game. Uh, so that that's cer- certainly uh, disheartening to Winston-Salem State. Taking a look at the HBCU coaches and media polls, no change in either poll. Uh, well, no change in the coaches' poll with the top three teams from last week. Uh, Alabama A&M, obviously number one. Jackson State, number two, and North Carolina A&T, number three. In the media poll, Alabama A&M, JSU, one and two, and then Arkansas Pine Bluff drops after its loss. Meanwhile, you have North Carolina A&T in that number three spot in the media poll. And also, uh, by the way, uh, Bowie State uh, is now in the top ten in the media poll. Bowie State is number ten, the Bulldogs number ten, rightfully so. Uh, in that media poll. You had a lot of shifts. I mean, there were really a lot of shifts in the polls because you had, a, you know, you had, uh, you know, I mean, you know, Prairie View A&M with a nice win. I mean, over Grambling moved way up in the polls. So you can check, of course, uh, the polls out on our website, BoxToRow.com. Box to Row National Player of the Week, Nico Duffy, the running back, from Alcorn State, 23 carries, 142 yards, two touchdowns. He had the two-yard run with 301 remaining, which turned out to be the game winner as Alcorn State defeated Arkansas Pine Bluff 39-38. to Really, really good football game on Thursday night, one in which the Braves ultimately had to come out. And speaking of moves and shifts, Alcorn State really moved up, was low in the polls, moved up in both polls. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Uh, we're here Monday through Friday. You can download or listen to the podcast uh, not only on our website at boxtorow.com where you can get great information uh, right as it relates not only to the HBCU football season but to sports and uh, in, in, in some respects entertainment uh, in general and then where you find uh, your favorite location to find your podcasts. Talk with you tomorrow. Box to Row. Box to Row.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. Box to Row.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? Box to Row.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All American teams and weekly media coaches' bowls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And Box to Row.com. Your HBCU sports leader.